Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and I am here with my co host, Greg Hockert. Greg, uh, how. How much did you enjoy week zero football? I really enjoyed the highlights. I can't say I took much in myself. Um, still, you know, moving in and all that fun stuff. Also, no big 12 teams to watch. So I didn't really feel a, feel a strong pull to the TV. Um, enjoyed seeing USC, you know, struggle a little bit with the San Jose State. That, that, was, that was nice to see. Just, you know, m- m- makes me happy. Um, you know, the... The Notre Dame Navy game, that one was kind of hyped up. Ireland, all that stuff, complete blowout. So, um, yeah, kind of a yeah. kind of a dud to start the college football year. But week one, it promises to be better. I caught a lot of flack uh, from Greg and from a few other listeners of the podcast uh, for saying that Navy covering the spread was going to be my lock of the week. And that did not happen. So I got a little annoyed about halftime of the game. I went outside and I started doing yard work because I was I didn't want to watch it anymore because uh, I knew it was going downhill. Uh, Notre Dame, man, they look good. Uh, they scored on their first five consecutive drives. It was it's it was great if you were a Notre Dame fan, but uh, not if you're betting against them. Well, it's like you said, I mean, or it's like I said, week zero. It doesn't count, right? I mean, we just we just brush it off. We'll see. It's, I guess. I, I mean, technically, my lock from last week still has not played out yet. By the time you're listening to this, the game could either very well be in progress, or if it's after Thursday, I will have been over. But I took Utah minus four and a half, just to remind everyone. Um, since then, the line has jumped two points, so I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with my four and a half line because I, I, you know, we're going to say I locked it in last week. Um, but that game is on August 31st. So still has not happened yet. I'm still Owen zero and zero, I guess you would say. There you go. Well, uh, Greg, I think we have some, we have some exciting news for our listeners. You might've noticed it, uh, when you clicked on the podcast, uh, to listen to this episode, you might've noticed it when you got the notification on your phone, uh, to listen to the episode because the new one dropped. Make sure also listeners, make sure you hit that, hit that bell so that you get notified whenever we drop a podcast. Um, but we have a new, we have a new logo. We have a new logo. It's official. Uh, there are four new teams in the big 12. So we had to update our logo. Finally, it happened. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, my wife designed it. it. She's, she's awesome. She gave Greg and I like, uh well she gave me 10 designs and then i narrowed it down from there um but yeah i'm so... glad I, i'm glad i didn't get 10 choices or i would have <laughs> never been able to choose that's too many for me I'm, I'm very glad you gave me three they were all fantastic she did a great job and yeah we're i'm really excited with how it looks it's uh, uh you know the the original logo that we had will i mean i'm <laughs> That, that's going to be one that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, you know, Tanner designing it on, what did you use? Like PowerPoint or something like that? <laughs> something. It was bad. Um, 
it, oh, man. you know, it, it it did its job and and it was it served it, was it served its time. But uh, this, a, this new, new a, logo. New, a new logo that the message is we're here to stay. That's what you should take from that. Absolutely, and it's more of a timeless logo because we expect the Big Twelve to have a timeless future. Um, we and don't who, need who knows who knows who's going to be playing in the Big Twelve in like six years. So yeah, we just we we weren't about to try to fit sixteen teams onto onto our our logo. So we had to we had to simplify it, but the simplifying it uh, probably made it more definitely made it more attractive. I, I do have to say that. So I just want to give my wife a shout out because she did an awesome job designing our new podcast logo. Well, Greg, uh, last week we covered the first seven games of this upcoming weekend. And this week we're going to cover the next seven games. Um, and we will, we actually are going to talk about maybe someone some teams that we think are, could be on upset alert this upcoming week. We'll have to see uh, what Greg and I have. And then at the end, obviously we got the lock of the week. Um, Greg is going to have two locks this next, this next weekend. So he could be two and oh going in, into next week or oh and two. You never know what's going to happen there. Um, I could also probably be oh and two. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but let's let's just go ahead. Let's let's jump right into it uh like i i'm like assuming I said, you have the schedule right i do have the schedule pulled up I, yes i definitely do not have the schedule in front of me there's too many too many games to keep track of now i'm not i'm not used to this oh man 14 games a weekend for the first three weeks is going to be a little tough i'm not going to lie but that's all right we will we will get through it okay greg the first game that we're going to cover today is southeastern missouri uh at kansas state um number 16 kansas state mind you this is going to be at 5 p.m. Uh, this is on the ESPN Plus at the Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan. So, Greg, why don't you just go ahead and tell everybody that you're a Southeastern Missouri State or Missouri fan, and we'll just move on. Well, t- Tanner, first I just have to correct you. I am, um, you know, I-, I know that you're Mountain Time now, um, but man, oh my god, you can't assume. You can't assume these days. Uh, you just never know. Um, and I'm just going to go out on a limb and guess that most of our listeners are in the central time zone. So All right, fine. Uh, that's, 6 p.m. That is 6 p.m. If you are really excited to watch Southeastern Missouri um, go up against Kansas State, which I, for one, am, am not. Uh, so we don't really need to spend a lot of time talking about this game. I don't even think there's a point spread line out for it. Um, obviously, I'm taking Kansas State, and it'll be a good tune-up for um, Missouri, who I believe Kansas State has uh, the following week. I'm – Okay. This is this is a fault of my own, um, but I'm really excited to see who they replace Deuce Vaughn with, or or what the what the running back room looks like, um, because what we know that Will Howard is, um, we know that Will Howard is coming back. Deuce Vaughn is gone, um, so we will see who it's never good to Google anything on the fly. Cause you'll get mixed answers. I'm still getting that Deuce Vaughn is their running back, which obviously he's not. Um, I but forget I'm, the guy's name, but I believe he was a true freshman last year and he, and he showed a lot of promise. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm mad that I don't remember his name, but I, uh, from, from what I've seen, Kansas state fans are very confident. I, for one, not as confident in, in, you know, replacing, you can't really replace someone like these fun. Um, you just have to hope that uh, the team this year has some other strengths 
and 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 hope that running back is good, but it's not going to be as great as it was last year, obviously. Yeah, I'm pulling up their depth chart right now just because I am I am interested in it. Okay, so I think that they got I believe that they got a transfer. So they have Treshawn Ward, who's a yeah, he's a redshirt senior transfer. Um and then their backup is DJ Giddens, who Greg, I'm, I think that's who you were talking that about. That is there. who I was referring to. Yes. But yeah, Treshawn Ward, he is coming in, transfer. Uh, he transferred from Florida State. So he's got some some good power five level uh, experience there. But yeah, so I'm also taking Kansas State on this one. I think it's a no doubter, but it is always interesting. These are kind of like uh, NFL preseason games. Like they're not really that good um, outside of a hand a handful of the games are, are going to be good, but um, it's always, it's always good to see who's going to play. Who's not going to play uh, our coaches, just uh, tuning up their guys, getting ready for the season. Are they implementing new stuff? So I will probably be watching some of this game. Can't say that I'll be watching all of it. It kind of depends on uh, the people at the sports books in Las Vegas, who they want to put on the TV. Um, but yeah, I'll be taking Kansas state in this one. And then, Greg, we have Texas State at Baylor. This one is also at 6 p.m. Central time zone. Uh, We are in Waco for this one. Greg, I'm guessing you're taking Baylor because you're boring, and I'm taking Texas State. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm taking Baylor in this one all the way. Yeah, it's – I mean, this will be more interesting than Kansas State and southeastern Missouri, but uh, Texas State is is, – they, they, Baylor should have no issues. Uh, let me just put it that way. Baylor should have no issues. They're favored by four touchdowns. Um, I mean, they have them at home. I like these types of matchups. I'll just call this out real quick. I'm a huge fan of regional, like non-conference matchups. So if you're, you know, you know, if you're a Texas school, there's plenty of Texas schools and non, you know, not in your conference. So for example, like obviously we have Baylor in the Big 12. Um, you know, not a hard road trip for Texas State to to, to drive up to Waco. So I, I like matchups like that. I think it adds a little bit of um, excitement to what is usually a, a boring week one matchup. But yes, I'll take Baylor. Okay. All right. And then what I think will probably be the most interesting Big 12 game of the weekend, we have UTSA at Houston. Um, this one is also at 6 p.m. Central Time. It's uh, – it's in Houston, obviously. Um, but Houston is two and a half point underdogs or two points, two and a half or two point underdogs um, at home against UTSA. Greg, uh, for those of you who don't know, one, Greg is from San Antonio, University of Texas at San Antonio. Number two, UTSA's football program is five years old now. It's- um, it's older than that, but it started off as an FCS level program. Mm, they played okay. for about, so, so UTSA's football program started off, um, when I was in San Antonio. I mean, I mean, I, I'm not that old, full clarity, not that old. And, and, but the UTSA football program is even younger. So, I mean, I want to say it started off when I was like late elementary school, early middle school, they played a few FCS games, um, or a few FCS seasons. And then they got bumped up. I don't remember 
they were FCS for a while, actually. I think it was longer than two or three years. Um, and then they got bumped up. Uh, and, and ever since they've hired uh, Coach Trailer, uh, they've been killing it. I think he's like 30 and six or 30 and seven, something crazy like that in his first um, three seasons. So, uh, or four seasons, they, they, they've done a, a really, really nice job down there. And now they are uh, members of the American Conference. So this will be their first American uh, our first game as a member of the American conference and obviously Houston's first game as a member of the big 12 conference, which uh, is, is ironic considering Houston left the American to come to the big 12. Um, the other thing I do have to call out is um, they played this game last year uh, in the Alamo dome. Houston went to, to UTSA week one and they barely squeaked out a win. Now these are different teams than last year. Um, but I mean, it was a triple overtime game. Houston ended up winning by, by two on like a failed, you know, two point conversion or whatever it was by, by UTSA. Um, or I don't actually remember if maybe Houston was the one that converted it, but, um, it was a super close game last year. Should be really close this year. Um, UTSA's strength in this game lies in the experience at their quarterback position. So I'll, I'll, I'll nerd out UTSA is a team, you know, not big 12 team that I, I know a little bit about. Uh, so their quarterback, Frank Harris, Tanner, seven years. This is his seventh year in college. Guess what? He graduated high school the same year we did. Dang. From, from San Antonio. That's uh, crazy. So fellow, fellow San Antonian um, graduated high school the same year that I did and is still, still somehow has some eligibility um, and and decided not to transfer despite um, probably being offered uh, some some generous NIL deals because he was a I mean he's put up some numbers these last few years. Um, his best receiver, however, did transfer to Ole Miss, so you know they won't be as strong as they were. Um, well, I can't say that, uh, but he won't have the, uh, the that number one weapon like he did um, last year. But yeah, Frank Harris, a lot of experience, really good quarterback. Um, and then, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling on last call out, uh, for Houston. Uh, it's important to note, they've got Donovan Smith as their quarterback, uh, who was former, at Texas, former Tech. Texas tech. Yeah. He, yeah. He was at Texas tech for a couple of years. Um, really, I think was injured most of last year. And then by the time he was healthy, he kind of had his, um, starting job taken. Um, but regardless, that's, uh, those are, I guess, your nuggets, Tanner. Who do you who do you have in this one? Houston is a two point underdog. I'm gonna go with Houston. Um, I am just riding the wave of the Big Twelve this weekend outside of West Virginia. Um, yeah, yep. I'm gonna go with Houston here. I am also going to go with Houston. I like I like the fact that Dana Holgerson. You know, you can say what you want about him, but I like the fact he's he's just a very experienced head coach. He's done his time. He's bounced around a lot of different places. Um, but I mean, he uh, he's been in this position before, whereas UTSA, you know, they they really don't have much experience playing football at the against power five schools. Um, they've played a handful over the course of their football history. And I, I want to say they've only won like one or two. They beat Illinois last year or two years ago. I think that was like their first Power Five win. So there's still a very new program. Again, very good. There's a reason why they're favored by two, but I'll take Houston. 
All right, here we go. Uh, we're rolling with the Big 12 here. Uh, the next game, which I know you will be at and I will be watching, uh, we have Central Arkansas at Oklahoma State, uh, 6 p.m. in good old Boone Pickens Stadium. Um, Greg, I got Oklahoma State all the way here. I I think that I think I just stated the obvious, but I had to say it. Yes, we don't need to spend a lot of time on this one. Similar to the Kansas State um, game is is I mean it, it's just the same deal. You're uh, it's really a tune up for the rest of the year. You're you're going to get better competition going up against first team defense in practice. There's or second team defense for that matter. There's not a lot to um, there's really not a lot maybe you can get in the sense of getting to know your team from this game. However. You do need to look for Oklahoma State's quarterback competition. Um, transfer Alan Bowman from Michigan, who was originally at Texas Tech, uh, and then uh, Garrett Rangel, who played in a few games last year. So uh, they still haven't named a starter yet. There's a big giant or on the depth chart. Um, yeah, that that that'll be what I'm watching. I don't think that's a real or. I think it's a quote unquote quarterback battle. I I mean. You can you can explain it to me uh, however you like, but I, I think that Alan Bowman's going to be the starter for Oklahoma State. You know, I thought it was coach speak for the longest time, and I just am at that point now, especially as an OSU fan, where it would not shock me in the least to see Garrett Rangel trot out there with the first team against um, Central Arkansas. So, I, I mean – Either way, Oklahoma State's winning this game probably by a large margin. Uh, and, and, I mean, Gundy's basically said that they are going to play the entire roster um, just due to the fact that uh, everyone's earned earned it uh, after a hard offseason. And, I mean, I think um, that he is along the same uh, thought process as Tanner and I are and that this game is not going to be close. So it's an opportunity for everyone to play. Heck, yeah. And then uh, the – the game of the week that the Big 12 team uh, will not be a major, uh, major favorite. We have West Virginia at number seven, Penn State. Uh, that'll be 630 on NBC. Um, Greg, who you got? It pains me, um, but I I have Penn State. I I don't think that Penn State is the seventh best team in the country. I really don't. However, West Virginia, I have serious doubts about, just in the sense of, like, how good are they? I And, and to answer that question, I, I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, it'll be a fun matchup. You know, Penn State, that's one of the, the, the largest you know, venues in, in the entire country. It'll be loud and crazy, and, you know, you're – it's a regional rivalry. So, it, I mean, it's going to be nuts. Uh, and if West Virginia was the home team, I might've given it a little bit more thought, but I, I really just think that Penn state uh, is going to win this game. I just hope and pray that West Virginia keeps it close and respectable. And man, if they were able to pull off an upset, you'd be talking about, you know, the third best team, you know, the best team outside of Ohio state and Michigan and the big 10 getting beaten by, you know, the team that was picked, what were they picked in the bit? Were they picked like 12th or 13th? Yes. I think they were picked 12th. Uh, so the bottom half, you know, bottom three or four in the big 12, that would be huge. I don't think it's going to happen, but if it did, that'd be a, a, just a huge like conference 
statement from the Big 12. Yeah, yep, I agree. I'm going Penn State here. Um, the spread is 20 and a half on this one. I considered it for my lock of the week. I'm not going to lie, taking West Virginia, but I don't I don't think it's worth it. I I don't know if they're going to be able to cover that. I I I can see Penn State beating up on West Virginia pretty good here. Okay. We are down to it. Our second to last game or the Pent Ultimate for those of you who are really good with words. Um, we have Texas Tech at Wyoming. Uh, this one's going to be at 6.30, actually 5.30, because this game will be played in mountain time uh, <laughs> on CBS in Wyoming. Um, Greg, who do you have and why? I've got Texas Tech, um, and I will hmm. – yeah, I've got Texas Tech. I think they'll, they will be able to win this game. However, I will talk more in depth about this here in a few minutes. Okay. Why are you I'll being leave, so weird about it? I'll leave you on a cliffhanger. <laughs> We've got another I, segment. We've got another segment coming up. I got to save my 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 knowledge on the game for uh, I got to even it out, you know. I also have Texas Tech. Um I know Wyoming is a fun atmosphere. Laramie is a is a great great atmosphere, uh especially for college football. During the fall, not necessarily during during the winter or uh, late in the season because it's just cold and there's tons of snow. Um, but right now, it's gonna it's gonna be beautiful on Saturday night, and this is gonna be this is gonna be a better game than I think most people are thinking of. But I'm gonna go with Texas Tech, and then our last game that we are going to talk about is Sam Houston State at BYU. Um, this one is. For those of you in the central time zone, it's going to be at 9.15. It's going to be a late one. Um, it's on Fox Sports 1. So, honestly, you know, everybody's been talking about the Pac-12 after dark, uh, how Pac-12 should have really controlled the late night games because they had the Pacific time zone. Well, here's the Big 12 controlling the late night games. Greg, who you got in this one? I have BYU. I mean, again, you're really, about really, that is a hot take. Beating an FCS opponent, I know. Um, yeah, uh, BYU. I mean, there's not really much to say about this game. Yeah, yeah. I also have BYU. Um, I kind of wish I was in Salt Lake for this game, um, because I would. Well, I guess Provo. Um, which is like 45 minutes south of Salt Lake. But um, because I've heard the BYU atmosphere is, is really good. So um, I'm sad that I'm going to miss it, but I don't think it'll be a very, very good game at all. Well, that that is it. So, Greg, I believe we took um, – of the 14 games, we took 13 Big 12 schools. So <laughs> I hope we're right. But yeah, – I mean, that's a solid – and one would be a solid start. But – you you kind of you kind of tease something there at the end of picking a couple of those games. So why don't you go ahead and explain to us who you think is on upset alert this weekend? So I I, I teased it because you you uh, you read our segments off at the beginning. So I, I just didn't want to get too ahead of myself and and skip you know uh, not give our new 
potential, you know, upset alert segment justice. So going back to Texas Tech and Wyoming. Now, yes, I picked Texas Tech. I, I think they're going to win the game. Um, and, and, and upset alert isn't – I'm not picking the upset. I'm just saying watch out. This could be closer than, than the experts think. Um, and, you know, if I – uh, if I wasn't a big 12 homer, I, I might be over there, you know, picking the upset. Uh, however, I, I'm not. I'm still taking Tech. But you really, really want to watch this game for just the reasons of, like, you have Wyoming who is returning 10 starters on defense. So they have a lot of production coming back. They're returning their starting quarterback. He didn't have great numbers last year. I'm not going to lie. I think he threw up almost as many interceptions as he did touchdowns. Um, but you have the experience and you have the starting defense, basically the entire starting defense coming back. And I think this is a classic. I know it's already early on in the year. You know, we're literally in the first week that this is a classic look ahead game for Texas tech. You have the huge matchup with Oregon next week in Lubbock. And I, I like, I, I know that, as a player, you know, you might not necessarily be thinking about that, but it has to be in the back of your mind that, you know, should take care of business. And I would have to imagine that when you're, you have an entire summer, you know, in fall camp to prepare for your, you know, week one, week two opponents, they spent time on Wyoming, no doubt. You know, they're, they're, I'm sure that they're doing, you know, they're practicing drills, watching film, all that stuff but they had to have talked about Oregon a lot because that's just going to be such a big game for them. Um, so for those reasons, I'll put tech on upset alert, but I still think tech will be okay. Tanner, who's your, who's, who's your, to, yours to, to, to put on upset alert. I have Iowa state. Um, you, you and I both took Iowa state last weekend um, or last week. We said that Iowa state was going to win. So very similar to uh, our feelings about tech or your feelings about tech. Um, but Iowa State just lost a bunch of players to this betting scandal. Starting quarterback, starting running back, um, some players on the defense, some other players on the offense. Like, that is a big deal. You lose your depth. You lose – what did it come out, like, less than a month ago? So you have less than a month for uh, your backup quarterback – to get reps with the ones on offense uh, to get chemistry with his wide receivers, with his running backs to be able to hand the ball off. Like that's, that is a big deal. Um, and yes, there are no lines out right now. Like I think because of this betting scandal, people aren't putting lines out for Iowa state. I, I don't know what the deal is. Um, I was looking while Greg was talking about Texas tech. Um, but I think that, Northern Iowa has a potential to be Iowa state. And that's why I have Iowa state on upset alert. Tanner, I'm going to add some fuel to your fire. Are you ready? Yes. In 2021, two seasons ago, Iowa state played Northern Iowa and won by six, only six, four years ago in 2019, they played Northern Iowa in Ames. They won by three. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. There's chance for an upset here. I like I like that pick. Thank you. Thank you. And then I have to call out one more as an honorable mention. By no way, shape, or form, I think do I think this is going to be an upset. But I have to call out Missouri State and Kansas, which we talked about last week. I I, I missed a few huge things. First off, uh, Bobby Petrino 
coach at Missouri State, former Arkansas coach, the infamous, um, you know, the the picture of him at the press conference with the neck, the neck cast after the motorcycle accident. Yeah, that's that that Bobby Petrino, um, very successful coach at Arkansas. Um, he's really kind of got that Missouri State program, at least in FCS terms, like up and up and going. Um, they're they're doing well. Their last two Power Five games. So two years ago, they played Oklahoma State and only lost by seven. So again, you're talking about an FCS school, um, very similar to, to Northern Iowa. I'm going up against an FBS school, uh, lost by seven. And then we're at Arkansas, Bobby Petrino's old old school last year, an SEC school, and they ended up losing by 11. However, much, much closer than the experts predicted, and they were in it till the end. Um, it, it was an 11 point win, but it, it came down to the wire. So, um, Missouri state may not be the FCS pushover that, uh, a school like central Arkansas or Southeastern Missouri is. So a little, little FCS knowledge for you. All right. There you go. And wow, we're, we're doing, we're doing so good. We're just cruising through this. Um, Greg, I'm going to go ahead and give my lock of the week. I'll, I know you've been really, really thinking hard about yours. Just kidding. You, you already got yours. Um, but my lock of the week this week is going to be LSU to cover against Florida State. So LSU is number five. Florida State is number eight. They're playing in Orlando, so it's a neutral site. But in reality, it's probably going to be a, more of a home game for Florida State. Um, LSU is favored by two and a half points. And I will take LSU to win by at least three. But I could re- honestly see LSU winning on like a game-winning uh, field goal, or uh, just just end up winning by three. So that I'll I'll take that. And this game is on Labor Day, like on actual Monday Labor Day, right? Uh, no, it's on it, Sunday. Oh, it's it is Sunday. okay. Okay, so I guess it was on. Yeah, it was on Sunday last year, too. Um, that game was maybe one of the better games of the entire season, and it happened over Labor Day weekend last year. Uh, which if you don't remember, LSU was down by a touchdown, drove back, literally tied it with zero seconds remaining and then missed the extra point or the extra point was blocked um, to, to actually send the game into overtime. So, the, so Florida State won the game by one point. Uh, really, really exciting rematch, especially with two teams that are uh, supposed to be supposed to be supposedly allegedly good this year. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see. Just like with every other team, we'll have to see how good they are. Um, and just like we'll have to see how good you and I are, Greg, at picking games. Um, it's get, it, I feel like it's getting harder and harder. The, the transfer portal makes it difficult. You really don't know what you're going to get. So, like you mentioned last week, there is, you know, if you've got if if you've got a strong feeling, you know, you you could you can make some money off of uh, off of these Vegas lines. Tanner might. It, we'll see. That's what I'm trying to do, Greg. Who's your luck of the week? I have Houston. I have Houston plus two and a half, two and a half, Tanner. Two and a okay. half. I've got two. Um, oh, so there, then it some, is two. There, Sorry. There's some. Well, I also am seeing minus one and a half for UTSA some places. So there's there. It's it's varying between a point, but we'll call it. I mean, we'll call it two. Um, I think that Houston, like I mentioned earlier with Dana Holgerson, I think they're going to be able to. They've got the power five experience um in that they they've played much more they played in bigger games than utsa has uh i don't know the level to which their home field advantage will come into play 
but it it does speak for something that they went and won in the Alamo Dome last year because that is a very underrated home field advantage in college football. Uh, and then just in general, I mean, I think you have, uh, oh my gosh, the quarterback's name. Donovan Smith. Help me out. Donovan Smith. Thank you. I think Donovan Smith coming from Texas Tech uh, just brings that experience. Uh, and also he was a, and, and is just a, a really, really good dual threat quarterback. So he'll be able to mix it up. I mean, he, he could very easily throw for 200 yards, run for 100 yards. So I, I like Houston to not only, um, you know, cover their, the, the small spread there, but I, I mean, I'll also, like I took them to win the game. So I, I like that bet. Heck yeah. Okay. Sorry so to pick against it. my former hometown, you know, but it, it's okay. It, it had to be done. I'm a, I'm a low-key UTSA hater, so. <laughs> okay. Well, there you have it, people. Uh, we're going LSU and Houston for our locks of the week this week. Um, yeah, we are. We are so excited. I can't wait to watch football this weekend. Um, let us know who your locks of the week are. Let us know who you think is going to be on upset alert. Let us know if you think we're going to go 14-0 or 0-14. Greg and I have the same picks this week, so that means we're going to have the same record next week. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped. Greg, you got anything else for the good listeners? It's funny. I, I have to give this call out. Um, I have a good buddy from San Antonio that texted me as we were recording, um, doesn't even know we're doing an upset alert segment, wants me to call out uh, uh, the, the Texas State Texas State beating Baylor. He's a, a Texas State alum, um, so a little bit of bias there. Don't think it's going to happen, but uh, yeah, shout out to um, shout out to to, to Zach. Um, I, I hate to break it to you, man, but it ain't happening. Baylor's going to win. They're too good. <laughs> well, other than that, it. other than that, Tanner, no, that is it for me. I'm just excited to be back um, watching college football. I'll be able to catch probably most of the Colorado TCU game um before uh heading heading over to Stillwater for uh for some tailgating and and football in person absolutely all right well everybody we hope that you have a fantastic labor day weekend uh enjoy your monday off um i know i'm gonna enjoy my monday off i'm sure greg is as well um yeah so have a fun have a safe weekend Enjoy the football on college football on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I don't think there's any on Monday, but four days of football coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you think about our picks for the week, our hot, not necessarily our hot takes, but um, who's on upset alert. And let us know what you think about our locks of the week. And let us know what you think about our new podcast logo. Uh, if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast with your friends, family, dog, spouse i don't know who your neighbor um yeah please we would love to grow our listener base we just want this to be a space for big big 12 fans to feel welcome to rant to cry to laugh to have fun um that's that's what we're all about on this podcast so let us know what you think Uh, give us a follow on twitter and instagram at around the underscore 12 and we thank you for listening all right all right everybody we thank you we love you goodbye